Welcome back to the Cover Zero podcast. I am your host tonight, Jordan, joined by Jay. We are doing our Week 11 preview. How are you doing, bro? Doing good, bro. Doing good, man. Excited, ready for football. You know, I mean, we win football games now, bro. You know, so I, I you know, I'm, I'm extra excited. I'm extra excited. We're two, we're, we're two and zero in AP era, so you know, I, I got to be excited to talk football, man. Now, now I feel better talking about other teams. You know, I feel a little bit better. <laughs> feel a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? We can speak on other helmets now that ours has delivered some victories in the yeah. recent uh, history of the NFL. Granted, it's a small sample size, but anytime you win. In the NFL, it is a it is a blessing and something to celebrate. I'm coming fresh off of my first trip to Allegiant Stadium. Talk Absolutely it. love it. Uh, I, I had a good time meeting a lot of people. Everyone who knows me knows I'm a very personal dude, making friends with Raider fans I was sitting next to, even giving daps to Jets fans when it was deserving. Met a lot of cool people out there everywhere I went. Love that stadium and uh, hit on a very, very spectacular bet. Uh, one of my best uh, ever ever done. Uh, big happy birthday to my cousin Bryce Holloway. Uh, had to get that out of the way. It was an epic Vegas trip. But glad to be back home. Glad to be back on the podcast. Yes, definitely. Sir. Definitely, definitely. Tonight, we are going to do things a little bit different from our normal preview show. Week 11 doesn't necessarily have the slate that other weeks have had. And some other things have happened around this time that we're going to be able to talk about. We still have one game that we're going to be able to preview. Of course, everyone knows this week features the Chiefs and the Eagles, the Super Bowl rematch. We will get to previewing that on our Sunday show, so be on the lookout for that when that one drops. Tonight, though, we are going to talk about first the Deshaun Watson injury, what that means for the Browns going forward. We're going to have a discussion about their game coming up with the Steelers. This AFC North is a bloodbath as we as we expected it to be. And then after that, we got some discussion on these playoffs and how that's all going to go ahead and shake down. So first, Jay, bro, right now, Deshaun Watson, season-ending shoulder surgery is needed to happen. The Cleveland Browns, this place where they're at, the team is 6-3. and three. They've been without Chubb since September. Right now, losing Deshaun Watson, what are your first reactions hearing this news? I mean, you know, it just, to me, bro, the Browns really lost on this Watson trade, bro. I mean, because you think about what they gave up. You think about how they gave up the first round in 2022 to pass draft, 2023 to pass draft, you know, and, and next year's first round. And the third round pick, they gave up so much and they got so much invested. Five year, 200 and what, 230 million guarantee, which is the most money in Fully NFL guaranteed. history. Fully guaranteed, bro. You know, to me, that's what I think of, you know, is is how much they invested in this player to really, you know, take them over the top. Now, the good thing is with this team, and I'm going to get back into the Watson deal, is that this team is playing good without him. I mean, they've been in and out. He's been in and out over the last couple of years, and they're playing really good football, you know, on the defense mainly, but still, they're playing good football. Normally, when you, you, when you lose a great player like that, you, you're, you're, the team morale goes down. You know, now everybody's like, okay, you know, it's over. You know, we're not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to compete. I expected that to be the case when Chubb went down. That, that too, though. You lose, you lose Deshaun Watson. And now you will, early, we lost, they lost Chubb in September. When you lose those type, those type of pieces, it just makes the team, most teams, the morale goes down. And then they all of a sudden, you know, they're not that good of a team anymore. 
But with Watson, bro, when I think it is, I just think it, it's just it just sucks, bro. It really do suck because a lot of things we talked about. We talked about it when we talked about the AFC North division. We talked about how we thought that Watson was going to play better this year because he was actually going to have a full season, you know, for the most part. He wasn't going to be, you know, the chemistry was going to be there. You know, he was going to have, you know, the weapons, everything, Nick Chubb. And although Chubb went down, he's been going, he's been in and out. And he hasn't been able to build that chemistry with his players. And here we are now. He's going to miss the rest of the season. And it just, it's, it, it just sucks, bro. And that's what, you know, at the end of the day, although this team is playing real strong without him, I cannot see them doing any damage in the playoffs if they make it, which we're going to talk about that later. I cannot see them making, doing any damage with DTR or, or PJ Walker, you know, any of those guys, bro. It's so tough. The, it's real tough. The, the defense is great, but when you get to those games that really matter in the playoffs, it just seems like you need somebody like a Watson. And I know he hasn't even been playing that he game. He hasn't been playing I, well. He hasn't I know, been playing but well. You, but you, you just hope you invested into this. You know, so I that that's my thing, man. It's just a big loss for the Browns in general as a whole from the draft picks, the money they gave up. Because I don't think he's ever going to be the same, bro. I, I really don't. I, I don't think, you know, I, I just I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see, see it. it. And I think the thing, too, with it also is it's like they went all in. There's two components to this for me beyond the, the, the things that you said are very, very true and very much there and a part of the reality. I think there's two more components to it. One of them being that Deshaun Watson was facing all of these legal troubles and all of these sexual allegation lawsuits and that type of PR thing to be able to go ahead and hitch your wagon to a guy in a way that no other NFL team has with all these other things around him. That makes it even sting more. It's like it, you, the Browns themselves as an organization went and go ahead and did that despite all these sexual allegations against him. Yeah. That was concerning to begin with. The other component of it for me is in the preseason, in the offseason, when we were doing our AFC North preview, and for me more so it was, I specifically remember, I remember it was when we were talking about Stefanski and his coaching, his coaching security as far as continuing to have that job going into the future. It was whether or not they get something out of the passing game. And Ja'Shawn Watson was obviously yeah. going to be a pivotal part of that. Right. I didn't. I, I was kind of in a spot where, like, I didn't. I didn't know if he was going to be. I thought he'd be better than he was last year. We started to see that in the second half of that Ravens game this most recent week. Right. But the fact that Josh Dobbs was on this roster in the preseason—granted, it's it's a different type of sample size—but they still had the ability to see this guy mm-hmm. in training camp and right. see some of the things that he was able to do to at least get him to Arizona, to then to at least get him on a, on a roster in Tennessee before he was with the Browns in the preseason, to then allow him to get to Minnesota, all these different things. And to be able to be in the spot they were in last year, to, to look at moving on from Baker Mayfield and what he's been able to do this year, the Browns didn't have to do this. They didn't have to. They were not yeah. hamstrung. They did not have their hands tied. They chose to go all in. Right. And I, I get or I'm I am for organizations taking big jumps to get yourself a quarterback that right. is a franchise changer. I am right. for that. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Every right, right, situation right. is unique. But I think those two parts of it 
with with the contract, with the what the things off the field that were surrounding him and the other options that they had available to him, I think that makes it even more detrimental to this squad. That's a good point. That's a good point. I the way I look at that, bro, is I don't fault I fault them because of that that contract, how big that contract is. I think that's what really is what we're talking about here. Because if the contract was just like, okay, yeah, you know, it's more money than this quarterback at the time, and then maybe another quarterback comes and, you know, he tops that list, whatever. But this is just like it was it was too much money for a quarterback that hasn't played and had those sexual allegations. So I get that. That's where it starts. But it's hard for me to think that the Browns was wrong going after him because the Eagles was yeah. in on him. Matter of fact, the Eagles – for a long time, everybody thought the Eagles was the team that was going to get them. And I, I know Eagle fans, especially on SSAW, shout out the page, they wanted them. I mean, it was like, okay, you know, we got Jalen Hurts, but wait a minute, what did we get Deshaun Watson? What did, this is before Jalen Hurts started to, you know, pick up and really. So it was like, okay. So they was in the mix. I know Raider fans was in the mix. I didn't want, you know, honestly, Denver, just where he was at, me, me personally. No, you personally, same here. I didn't want him, but I'm just I, saying. I, I I'm with, with the sexual shit, I'm, I'm done. I don't want I'm, that. No, I'm good. It's same here. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, okay, like, okay. There, there's more than just us. As we, we just got to say that. that. We just got to say that SAW here, we don't, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, just, yeah. I'm saying, I, I'm, I'm saying it's fans, though. There's a lot of fans yeah. out there. Listeners know. There's, there's people that's listening. I'm sure that wanted Deshaun Watson. Sure, yes. You know, I there's some there there's some that wanted him yeah, on their team. For sure, you know, because for sure. they're dealing with a, a questionable quarterback situation. You know, but the thing is, is that yeah, we might not have been going back to the Raiders. We might not have been those fans, but there was other Raider fans that wanted yes, him on the you're, team. You are correct with that. And there's other team. You know, Denver. Denver was in the mix. There was other teams that was in the mix, man. So. I can't fault them for really going after them. It's just what they gave up to get them. I think they didn't have to do that. When I think about what they didn't have to do, it's it's just the amount that they gave up. That that's what really get me. But for going after them, I mean, it's hard to really. It's hard because there was other teams that was trying to go after them. This it wasn't just the Browns, you know. And the Browns, and then Baker Mayfield. We think about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he's he's going off right now. As far as you know, with Buccaneers, but I mean. You know, scheme is always a part of things. Scheme is a part of things. And remember when he was with them, his shoulder wasn't right, and he was battling through the shoulder. And then he was having issues with Odell. It just seemed like that whole thing was was weird. it was kind of mucky. And then Dobbs was everywhere, bro. I mean, Mm -hmm. the Steelers had Dobbs. They drafted Dobbs. They probably wish they still had him right now. He bounced around. You know, now he's finding his way with Minnesota. Like you said, small sample size. But you know, I, I, I you know, it's, it's hard to say that they was in the wrong for getting rid of those quarterbacks to go after him, because at that point in time, everybody felt like Watson was better. Even with the even what was going on, people thought like Watson was a better talent. The you know, he was like I remember when we were doing this show. We were doing this show back in 2020 in that year in COVID year, and when he was still with Houston last year, he played with Houston before all the allegations broke, and he was on his absolute weirdo shit. Like that's that's what that was. When we were doing that that season, I would we all were he's sitting here right. in SAW was with Houston. That dude had was just absolutely balling. Like one of his like he was he was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL at that point. Yeah. And for the he was Browns top five, to be, top six. I had him top three that year. And I remember specifically in twenty twenty, I'm like, Sean Watson is a top three quarterback. 
like like fight me type shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's where we were at. And then a lot of things changed and some time went. And in a similar way to what we saw with Tiger Woods, when you take that certain element away from a player and things off the field, like do a certain thing to an identity, the guy just tends to not be the same. And 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 like you said, to compound what you gave away. And then to add in what you supplied him with when you brought him in on that contract. Right, right. That's a lot. And then now we're looking at this team being where they're it's at. Ain't healthy. Yeah. And he ain't healthy. And the one other part of this, the one other part of this to me that is really interesting in this, in this whole equation. If this part of the pie of when it comes to assembling a good team and the Browns, we've all known the one thing they want to do is assemble a good team and compete in the postseason. For a long time, we've known that. And if the Deshaun Watson thing would have just not necessarily, well, he's he's the best quarterback in the league. He's the same dude he was in Houston. If he was just playing pretty good, how good is this Browns team? How good are they? They're probably the best team in football. Arguably, I mean, right? exactly. You know what I mean? So that's the part about it. It's like it's it's we're in this spot right now where. He was he was he was not playing well by any stretch. We and again, I want I want to bring up like that Ravens game in the second half. Something right. clicked, something hit. I don't know what it was, but that was the best that I had seen Deshaun right. Watson in a Browns uniform. And that type of push put them in a certain potential area in a potential stratosphere that maybe we didn't expect since he has been in a Cleveland uniform. But now that's all come crashing down like a house of cards, along with the injury that they've had to Nick Chubb, along with what's been going on with their tackles, which we'll get into when we preview their game against the Steelers coming up here this weekend. So really right now, I I, I don't ever root for player injuries, even a person like Deshaun Watson, who's who's someone that I used to root for, but don't anymore because of all his off the field stuff, right. right? Like that. I still don't wish for anyone to get hurt and that right. type of stuff, but it's Cleveland. This is this is a bed that they chose, and these are the type of things that can happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like karma. It's like coming back on them, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a good point, dude. That's, that's a really good point there. Yeah. Karma coming and biting them in the ass. The one game preview that we're gonna have, as I previously said in the opening, we will preview the Chiefs and the Eagles on our Sorry. Sunday recap show. Because that game is taking place Monday night, give us a little bit more time to kind of let the let our uh, let our thoughts turn on that one. But the Steelers and the Browns are going to play uh, are going to play this Sunday. Both teams sitting at six and three. And the last time this squad played, it was a wild game. It was a primetime game itself too. I want to say that was a Monday night game. Also early in the season, week two. I want to say that was the game that Chubb went out and and had his his injury in. So yeah. Yeah, that gruesome injury. And but and right now, the Steelers somehow yeah. six and three. All of their six wins are within one possession. Uh one possession wins. Yet this team has a negative 26 point differential. I everyone listening to the show knows me, XOs, all this stuff, why this leads to that. A plus A squared plus B squared equals C squared on a football field, all that yada, yada, yada. I, I'm trying to find reasons, and, and I dug up some that that maybe kind of led me to why they are this way. 
Jay, if we were to look at this Steelers team <laughs> as a whole before we go to the offense and the defense, tell me, tell everybody listening, what right. do they do well? Well, you know, I mean, one thing they're starting to do well, which we'll get into that, and this is on offense, is run the ball. I'm well, that's the first. That. That's the first. I'm gonna leave it. I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. Their defense is is what it is. It's crazy because it's not that good, but it's it's good enough. And and the crazy thing is they're playing. They're just it's Mike Tomlin, bro. They're playing real hard for Mike Tomlin. And I, I know that sounds that's cliche. I mean, every year they play hard for Mike Tomlin. I get it. You know, he's a great coach. He's a he's the top what three coach in the league right now. But I mean, they and you know, I think another thing with them, they know how to close out games. They just, you know, they know how to keep games close. And then when it comes down to the last quarter, that last that that end of the middle of the third quarter, end of the fourth quarter, they just pull away. They pull away and they get to doing some things. You know, you start seeing Kenny Pickett maybe connecting a little bit with Deontay Johnson, running game, get going a little bit, start to wear down that 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 opposing defense. And then the defense start making clutch plays too. I mean, T.J. Watt, who you know we've been talking about on this show, he's like a you know staple almost on this show. Um, the other guy, I'm mad that I'm blanking on his name. Alex Highsmith. Highsmith. Alex Highsmith, bro, is becoming one of those. I mean, he's becoming a really good pass rusher. Tied for 13th in pressures in the NFL right now. Yeah, he's a dog, bro. And we we talked about it. I think when when we covered the Steelers and the Jaguars, I I brought him up then. But now nasty spin move, man. Yeah. yeah. Nasty spin move. He got it. He got it. He got like he got what like if you're going to be a pass rusher to come up in the NFL, you got a speed rush. Develop a counter off of that. If you could do that, you could really start doing damage. You got a speed rush, develop a counter. He got a speed rush and then he developed a spin move off that last year. And he's just been building on those two things. Yeah, he's building his arsenal, bro. He's coming up with different moves out of Russian passer and it's and it's working. But, yeah, they're just coming down. They're keeping the game close. They're keeping the game close, and they're pulling away with these wins. Most of the time it's on defense. Most of the time it's on defense. But one thing they've been able to do really well, and I know we're going to get on that in a minute, is run the ball. They've been able to run the ball. Listeners, I'm saying it again. They're able to run People the ball. People so man. shocked. Jay said they run hey, the ball. Hey, look, man. They should. They said, oh, my God. Jay said they going to run the ball. They're oh, right wow. <laughs> Who the dunk it? <laughs> <laughs> But what's what is funny though is I actually wrote that down too, Mister Pass Happy Dude over here. Uh, wrote down yes, their their running game has improved the last couple of weeks. Yeah, again, small sample size, but I think it's who they did it against in a, in most recent weeks because of the contrast, not because of mostly just just the contrast and styles of the defenses that they played against, being the Packers and the Titans. The Titans we know are a very good run defense. But the Packers are a different type of run defense, different body type, lighter bodies come at you more from the second level and then yeah. fill it in that way. And on heavier bodies on the front, but less of them. And nonetheless, though, they've been averaging five and a half yards a carry against those two clubs. Yeah. And I think a big reason of that is Jalen Warren. Yeah. Right. Talk about it, bro. Jalen Warren. I, I, that guy right there. I talked about him in our preseason preview. That dude just has – he's got more juice in the run game right now. Yeah. He's got more juice. I do want to give some credit to some of these offensive linemen and the way that they are able to execute outside zone, I like a lot. They they are they are 
They don't have necessarily anyone who's like a huge, crazy standout taking on to doing a lot. But when you run outside zone and you have all of your linemen working as a single unit Mm -hmm. and a running back who can be able to read cutbacks, be able to press the gap, push it outside, knows where his aiming points are. These are things that Jalen Warren does very, very well. And he's able to make himself small when he gets into the hole and thus like eliminating the tackle space that a defender has. And I love being able to watch him there. The more that they have incorporated Jalen Warren into their offense, he also be is able to add something in the passing game. They can use him in the screen game. They can they've used him a couple times on jet sweeps. They've even split him out wide and gone empty. And just even with that, what you also do is that you give Kenny Pickett some type of layups. Just simple things where he doesn't yeah. have to do a lot. Like, hey, Kenny, we're gonna go empty. We're gonna put Jalen Warren in the flat. It's gonna be open. Just drop back, throw it. Simple, short. And Kenny needs those. And I just like to see that what they're doing there. Najee Harris, sure, he's able to bring a different type of running style to the table because he's bigger, a little stronger, different body type, that type of thing. And he's been doing he's been, he's been getting his. But right now, I think just the use of Jalen Warren, he needs to be the guy that's getting more work in this run game. And just the way he's able to use it is something that Matt Canada has lately been tapping into. Um, The one thing. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say this one thing just to quickly do another shit on Matt Canada's segment for a quick second. (laughs) With this game and watch, he'll he'll do differently just because I'm bringing it up. Right. Their use of motion. When they use motion and jet motion, it's a run. They aren't throwing it. They don't have motion incorporated into their passing game. When the Steelers run motion, it's a run play. When the Steelers don't motion, it could be a run, but it could also be a pass. But if you see motion, oh, run play, it's coming. Right. How are you this telegraphing? How 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 are you doing this, bro? Yeah. I I just – that just – bothers me obviously if y'all can't tell well we know i mean matt canada is not the most creative offensive coordinator man we know he and he's trying though you know but going back to what you were saying i want to give some credit to matt canada because one thing that he's been able to do over these last couple weeks you brought it up is form an identity of this offense and that's the run game bro i mean you brought up Jalen warren this dude bro he's had 20 over the last two games packers titans he's had 26 rushes for 189 yards and one touchdown. Najee Harris, who I think actually now is more of a running back too. Because he like you said, be. he 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 is a – and he should be running back one. I mean, that's what they want. You know, they drafted him. And he was really good in college. He, I mean, he was he's a stud with Alabama. I mean, I thought he was going to be really good. You know, but so far he's looking more like a running back too. But you look at what sure. he's been able to do. He's put up some solid numbers as well. The last couple games, 32 rushes, 151 yards, and two touchdowns. I like the identity this team is going. And I'm starting, you know, I was look, I'm a Kenny Pickett fan. You know, that 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 not a huge fan, but as far as the quarterbacks that was coming out, I thought he was better than these other quarterbacks coming out. And right now, man, he's just not, he's not playing that well. I blamed a lot of it on Matt Canada, but and I still blame some on Matt Canada. I still blame some. I, the blame is can be placed all the way around. But when you got a running game going the way the way it's going, you need to be able to take advantage of that, like you just mentioned. 
So, you know, I don't understand why there's still passes that's being missed. He still looks like he's uncomfortable. I don't know how that is when you have two studs now running the ball. I, actually, I'll say one stud and a good viable back, yeah, in, in Najee Harris. I don't understand how you still can't get nothing going with your wide receivers. So I'm not even now, I'm leaning the, the blame a little bit more now on Kenny Pickett than I was on Matt Canada just because although Matt Canada is not the most creative offensive coordinator, he's formed an identity. Like I mentioned, and when you're able to do that and your players can execute, then you got something going. The only part is the only player that's not really able to execute is a quarterback, which is the most important position on the field. But the running game is is going pretty strong. And normally when you got that going, the quarterback is able to get something going. And I have not seen that yet, bro. So, you know, I agree with you with the running game. And I think this is the approach they're going to take when they do play the Browns. Um, Although the Browns is really good on defense and really solid too on the in the rush defense, but I, I feel like that's the way they got to go. They can't go in this game thinking Kenny Pickett's going to do something different. They can't. They got to right. go in here, you know, and and try to establish the run and then help, like you mentioned, help Kenny Pickett out in some type of form, you know, and 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 maybe he can develop something with Deontay Johnson because it's look it's, it's starting to look like. He's having his issues, too, where he don't even want to be on the team anymore. And that's something that, you know, that, that's for another conversation. But that, those are the things you'll get when your quarterback is not playing the way they should be right. playing. You there know? is the thing. When I, also, when I watched Kenny, the couple things just like two things that really, really jump out to me with him. One, and these are not Matt Canada related. One, I got one read. I, he has multiple reads, obviously, in the this, in this, in the play, but he's only looking at one. And if that one ain't open, oh shit! What do we do? What do we do? I don't know. He stares down target like he just. I'm going here. Snap. Stare. 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 It's not open or stare it. Throw it. And it you can't play quarterback like that down in and down out in the NFL when you're only like locked onto one receiver. You stare down one receiver. You don't move through a progression. It's not going to work. And then on top of that, when you have a pocket that's actually pretty clean and you don't even navigate it and you bail from it and you start rolling out and then you want to play hero ball, you want to play improvised ball, this just is not a recipe for success in the NFL. It's just not going to work. And Kenny seems to continually get himself there. Canada still, on the other, on the other side of this, as I talked about with the motion and just you know him telegraphing what he's going to do, there are times where I'm watching these concepts and it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, like on what, there was a play in the, in the Packers game. I was watching the all 22 where on the right side of the field, he has a, a, a tunnel screen to Deontay Johnson out of a two by two look. And the slot receiver goes to block the corner, but the overhang defender reads the screen coming. So does the Mike linebacker. So now, but Pickett smartly, I'll give Pickett credit for this. No, nah, I can't throw that because that's about to be a loss since the overhang and the mic are going to trigger on it. But then he looks back. He got Pickens breaking on a glance route. And if you if you understand the, the how the play works from a quarterback standpoint, if I'm going to turn the first read down on this screen and I have a backside glance, and the second that I, that I turn this down, I got to put my back foot in the ground and rip it. 
Nah, Kenny don't do that. Instead, Kenny like, oh, wait, is the glance open? Um, no, oh, it's not. And then he like, it's just everything is not on time. Everything doesn't seem to be coming into rhythm. And when I see this, part of it is also what Matt Canada is putting in place for him. And there'll be times where it's like, there's a sluggo on this side. And then there's a, there's a whip rat on that side. Like there's not, I'm not seeing concepts, traditional concepts that you will see in NFL offenses that will also be able to help out your quarterback when he is struggling. Right. So like, and when I, and when I break down the numbers and I look at these team, look at this team offensively, they're 28 in points, offensive points. Oh, you know that. Yeah. They are 28 in yards per game. They are 29, 27th in yards per play. They are 20th in rush yards per game. They are 19th in yards per carry. They, they are 30th in first down, 23rd on third down conversions. I mean, I, I that's what I asked at the beginning of the segment when we were previewing this game. How is this team 6-3 and three when they are this bad and they got all these problems on offense? And it's really, it's just really the only way that I can come up with it is two things. One, Mike Tomlin. Two, DJ Khaled made a song called All I Do Is Win. And I guess that's yeah. what they do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I would give more credit to that defense than anything. I, I know, you know, obviously you look at the statistics and stuff like that, but if you watch them play, especially late in the games, they keep games close. I mean, there's been teams that have been able to score, but even when they score, the Steelers are right there. It's not like they're blowing them out. Right. You know, they they keep it, they keep the game pretty close, man. The defense comes through when they need to. So mm-hmm. yeah, they I would do. lean it, I would lean it towards the defense a little bit more. But yeah, you're right. There's nothing that this team really do really well yeah (laughs) yeah the defense is definitely defense is definitely it they are 18th currently in takeaways and they are what they have two defensive touchdowns that's primarily why they beat the browns the last time yeah is because they scored two of them in in that particular game they are a bend but don't break unit they are first in the nfl in red zone interceptions they have only had what five five different drives where the opposing team has gotten to the red zone, five total. And out of those drives, only two of them have resulted in touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So it's like this team does give up big plays on defense. We've seen that. But we've also seen them make splash plays to counter that. And then also they lock up in the red zone on that on, in that area. And really that starts with the pass rush that they got up front. You talked about TJ. We talked about Highsmith. Those dudes bring it home. If there's an area where they need some help, it's in that secondary. Secondary, it's yeah. Secondary. Yeah. I mean, they really got two dudes back there. Everybody know about Minka Fitzpatrick. He's been out of the lineup lately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, been out of the lineup lately. And then Joey Porter. They're actually like putting that dude out there because they he's the best other DP they got by yeah. far. Not even close. Yeah. So you're looking at this game, if we were to look at the Browns offense, Amari Cooper's really been the guy in the receiving game that's been getting it going. That's been the dude over there for the Browns offense. Him versus Joey Porter, that's going to be a matchup to see. But with what we were talking about previously, with Deshaun Watson not being in the game, it's likely mm-hmm. going to be P.J. Walker starting over there on the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> that's what your boy, your... man. I, I, I'm not expecting nothing. I'm going to tell you right now. What are we looking at? Like, what, what's going on? I'm not – look, man, this – I mean, was well, it P.J. Walker or DTR? My expectation right now would be PJ Walker because, and this could be wrong, if I were to pull up the Browns depth chart right now and we were to look at it, 
I thought mm-hmm. I heard DTR was the one that. Oh, was. DTR is first DTR, in, yeah. in the. He's first in the order. That's, so he's QB. He's okay. QB one. I I like it though. I like it. Here's why. First okay. of all, I don't think much of PJ Walker at all, and I don't know too much about DTR. But one thing I do know is that since he hasn't had a lot of game film, it would be harder for the Steelers to kind of prep a little bit on him. However, his style is similar. I'm not saying he's Lamar Jackson. I ain't saying he's Lamar Jackson. I'm just saying he knows how to use his legs. and He can make some good throws occasionally. Lamar's a way better quarterback by far on both, both sides, running the ball and throwing the ball. But they're similar. With that being said, Steelers will have to, you know, they'll have to game plan kind of the way they game plan versus Lamar on DTR. But with that being said, bro, I mean, with DTR being the guy, I'm expecting him to utilize his legs to make him comfortable. I mean, that's what he's really going to do, you know, and just basically take the throws that's really given to him. I'm not expecting him to really just, you know, try to do something that he's not used to doing. You know, he hasn't played much in the NFL at all. I'm actually excited that they're starting him, you know, uh, not not because I don't think too much of PJ, but because I think DTR coming out of college, he was one of those quarterbacks where we thought, okay, you know, if you couldn't land to Anthony Richardson, you couldn't land a CJ Stroud or whatever. Yeah, you wanted the middle of the pack, dude. Yeah. yeah, he was he was like that top name dude, and because him and Watson also have similar styles and the, the, the scheme fit, I just felt like it it made a lot of sense for the Browns. So I'm 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 kind of excited to see what he's going to be able to do, but I'm expecting him to kind of just do what he was doing at UCLA, utilize his legs, take what's given to him, you know, make some big throws here and there. The good thing is he has Amari Cooper, like you mentioned, and one of the best route runners in the game, you know. Still, uh, Joey Porter, you know, he likes to be a little handsy, he likes to be aggressive, so that's going to be a good matchup. But I think Amari Cooper is going to be able to get him on some of those on some sure. of the routes for sure. So DTR has a really good uh, uh, wide receiver there to pass to. But, yeah, that's what I'm expecting, bro. I'm just expecting that. And I'm expecting to run. We got to see more from Jerome Ford. I like what I seen last week. But I just want to. He's explosive, man. He's he's pretty explosive. But but consistent, though. I want to see, you know, because last. Well, not last. It wasn't last week. It was the week. Let me see here. The week, week before when they played. No, it was last week. Yeah, last week. He went off 17 rushes, 107 yards, averaged six yards per carry. He had no touchdowns. You want to see that go up. But then the game before that, they played the cards, the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he only had he had 20 rushes, which is a good amount of rushes, but he only had 44 yards. You know, so you just want to see him be a little bit more consistent. You spoke on him a little bit earlier on the season, yeah. you know, about him kind of coming up. And again, it's still just really just being inconsistent with me. But that's what you want to see too. You kind of want to see them utilize him a little bit, help DTR a little bit. But yeah, as far as that offense, I, I think I think DTR is really going. He's going to try everything he do. He's going to try everything he can do to make himself comfortable and utilize his legs, and then give mm-hmm. you know take what's given to him. As far as take what's given to him, sure. The uh, last part about this, we'd be remiss if we did not talk about this Browns defense with how good they are playing this year. One of the top tier units in the league, absolutely. And something that's really noticeable with them for me is that there's not really many detrimental injuries that have happened for this unit. They're able to play like deploy dudes all over the place with Maurice Hurst and Shelby Harris and Dalvin Tomlinson to be able to also use Zadarius Smith in numerous ways to compliment Miles Garrett, who's on an MVP tear, it's kind of crazy. We're going to get to see 
two of the guys right now who are at the tops of the league right now in terms of defensive MVP between TJ Watt on one side of the ball and Miles Garrett, obviously, with the Browns. And TJ had the bigger splash plays the last time that they played. But over the course of the season right now, for me, leading up to this game, I got Miles Garrett as a defensive MVP. It's a very, very close race. There's still a lot of ball to be had. But Miles Garrett right now has really supplanted himself to me as, as the number one dude. And we're, we're going to see how it go ahead, go ahead and finish this out. But the secondary, I think, for the Browns is what's even the back seven all collectively for the Browns has the advantage over the Steelers if we were going to talk about yeah. the unit. And I yeah. think that's what yeah. really, really brings them together. Big yeah. shout out to Jim Schwartz and what he's doing for that unit. And I think the things that the Steelers do well with how good this Browns defense is, that's just going to be Not a lot be, for them to be able yeah. to continue to have to have any type of success on the ground where they've been establishing things. And for Kenny Pickett to be able to do those those late game heroics or, you know, no stuff like that, because it's there's just there's a talent advantage and then there's a coordinator advantage when you look at Canada yeah. and Schwartz, those type of things right there. So, Jay, as we say all these things, man. What's your score? And how do we get there? My Steeler family members, especially my dad, they be listening to the show, man. They they gonna be disappointed. But I'm gonna have to go with the Browns, man. I'm gonna have to go with the Browns on this one. I just feel like, you know, and, and like you mentioned, the defense, I just think because the Steelers is really so far, I ain't I don't want to say really good, but because they're starting to, to find their identity with the running game, the Browns is good at, at stopping the run. They're ranked seventh. You know, with the passing game being pretty uh, – passing deep, pass defense being pretty solid, pretty, pretty good, Kenny Pickett ain't going to really be able to get nothing going. So, you know, to me, you know, I, I you know, it, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough on that Steelers offense to really, you know, take advantage of this this game on any level. I, I just think – I think the best thing they really could do is just keep it close like they've been doing, mm-hmm. you know, which they probably will be able to. For them to have a chance, but it's just to me, I can see Kenny Pickett making some turnovers, you know, and that's really can 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 really end, you know, the the, the game for him. So yeah, give me give me the Browns on this one. Give me twenty. No, nah, give me seventeen. Give me seventeen. Fourteen Browns. Seventeen. It's gonna be one of those Browns. gritty, ugly. I think it's going to be even uglier. Give me 16, 13. Just don't let it even make no sense. Like, that's how we going to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I like that three-point line. That sounds about right. Field goal differential. But 16, 13 just seems sloppy enough for what I'm expecting this one to be. To go ahead and spoil out. Who you got? You got you, you said the Browns? Yeah, I'm going to take the Browns, too. I'm going to take the Browns, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 16, 13 sounds about right. Uh, but... That's going to have big implications for the playoffs, considering that right now, as we look in the AFC, these two teams are separated by one spot, with currently the Steelers holding down the fifth spot, Browns holding down the sixth spot. And that allows us to transition into our final topic of the night, is as we sit here a week out from Thanksgiving, the AFC and the NFC playoffs, they've got their standings in place. But as we all know, a lot can change from now until the time that everything is decided. And so we're going to go over our projections for the playoffs. Maybe not necessarily specifically who's one, two, et cetera, but what are the seven teams in from both sides by the time that everything settles down? And so what I want to do to start that off, Jay, is 
let's just look at who we have at the top for both of these both of these conferences respectively. I think both of us can agree that each of these teams are going to be in here. We're going to preview the, their game that takes place on Monday night, as we've mentioned numerous times before. Chiefs are currently number one in the AFC, and the uh, Eagles are number one in the NFC. So, put these down so we can keep track. Yeah, AFC for Jordan. Let's see, and Jay, same thing. So, I assume you both have. Uh, I know I got them. Maybe not necessarily number one, but we both have both these teams in the playoffs: Kansas City in the AFC and the Eagles in the NFC. Am I correct? Put that down right there. Okay, let's just knock that out. Now let's get make it a little bit more interesting. Let's go down to the fringe areas right here into the playoff picture. <clears throat> if we look at the seventh seed right now, the Vikings are there in the NFC. The Texans are there in the AFC. Let's start in the NFC with this team over here in the Vikings right now. They're getting Justin Jefferson back. Kirk Cousins we know is out. Do you think that they are here when everything settles? No. No. You have the Vikings out. I got to see. Yeah, I got the Vikings out, bro. I got to see more of Josh Dobbs. I'm not, like, all the way sold, man. I'm not all the way sold. Uh, I've seen, you know, I know the Buccaneers just kind of fell a little bit, but I've seen more from the Buccaneers and the Commanders on a consistent basis on offense and defense um, that I would choose them over the Vikings. And right now they would be, what, eight and nine? So either one of those teams I would have over the Vikings at the end of the day. Okay. All right. If I had to choose one, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Buccaneers. I'll go with the Buccaneers. Buccaneers make, let's just say, every one of your seven, let's just put them in a seven. Mm-hmm. Let's go seven. I'm going to put, I, I got the, I got the, uh, I got the Vikings in there. I I think right now we're in the spot with this Vikings team where Josh Dobbs is he's been playing. He, I think he's landed himself a contract next year. How big that is, where it is, who it's with. Nonetheless, he he's going to get a a nice payday. Nothing nothing breaking the bank, but he's going to get a payday from somebody to be on their roster next season. So I got the Vikings landing in the playoffs. Primarily, I just don't trust two teams from that. I don't trust two teams from the NFC South landing there. One of them obviously going to get in, but I think the Vikings will be able to edge out one of the other ones. And you got the Bucks coming in at seven as well, or at least one of. You know seven. what? You're right. I keep forgetting about that with the Saints. Actually, let's let's switch that. Let's switch that around. Give me the Commanders. Give me the Commanders replacing the Vikings. Okay. Come yeah. In. So then you still have the Bucks somewhere in there in that NFC playoff mm-hmm. picture as well. I'll go right. ahead and add them at the six spot for you. Oh, that's interesting spot. Interesting spot right there as we look at the rest of this NFC playoff picture. So currently in this, if, you know, just because of how we've been breaking it down, seventh, we got, uh, as it stands right now, Vikings, Cowboys are in the sixth spot. Seahawks are in the fifth spot. Saints in the fourth spot. Right. That's who would be replaced. Yeah, the Saints. Neither of us. Do you, you don't have the Saints in yours, do you? Am I? Am I correct? Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I, I don't, don't either. I would. I would. I, I wasn't. I forgot they was in the same division. So I would replace the Buccaneers. I would. I would. I would put in place the Buccaneers 
over the Saints. Bucks over the Magic. Saints because the Bucks take the South, and then your wild card is the Commanders over uh, the Vikings. The Vikings. Okay. Cool. So then I'm gonna say, I, I'm gonna say, man, who's going that ugly ass South? Same question we were asking. We were doing our division previews with Carr uh, being hurt. With with this whole thing with Carr being hurt, I think that you know hurts. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This offense even more. I, I mean, they haven't really even been that good anyway. But he is their best quarterback. And and come on, man. I mean, Jameis Winston. I, I just can't. I... Carr right. got this shoulder injury that he actually been dealing with early on in the season. Came back from it. Now he's he's rehurted. I, I just. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't trust it. You don't trust it. Okay. Yeah. So okay, I got Vikings as a wild card. You got Commanders as a wild card. I'm gonna put the Bucks down too to take the South. I'm just gonna do that as well. I just that gross ass division. Same thing like you were saying with Carr. I can't. And then like pff, we, we were last time I was on the show, we was Arthur Smith <laughs> and whatever the hell going on over there in Atlanta. Ugh. And the the Panthers, they're not even in the picture at the moment. They're not even relevant. So yeah, yeah. I, I got to put the Bucks there as well. So then my other wild cards, Dallas, I'm going to throw in there because I think the Eagles ultimately win. Win the division. Yeah. Win that division. I would assume you have the Cowboys in there as well. Am I yeah. correct? Yeah, I got the Cowboys in there. Cowboys, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So we got, you have the Commanders, Dallas, um, Philly, both got Philly. I got the Vikings, Dallas, Bucks. We both got the Seahawks. Both got the Seahawks. Let me put that in there. Seattle. The wild card. Seattle. All right. And then winning the West, we both got the Niners, I assume. Yeah. Put the Niners in there. Two spots. Yeah, you know we got the Lions. And then the Lions. And there is our our NFC standings. The only place we differ is on who takes that seventh seed. I got the Vikings. You got the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I, I can honestly see that going either way. I can really yeah. honestly see yeah. that going either way. What is it ultimately that pushes you to the Commanders over the Vikings? I'm just unsure with Dobbs. I still want to see more from Dobbs. That's really what it is. I mean, it. I mean, if he obviously if he continues the fire that he has, then yeah, I, I could see them going all the way. Because the only thing with the Commanders, obviously, trading Chase. Young getting rid of some of their their star players, it kind of you know that's you know that's kind of questionable, especially with being where they're at. They're still competitive, and Sam Howell, man, I, I like Sam Howell. I like what Eric Bieniemy has been able to do with Sam, Sam Howell, Howell's bro. Got some some tape, bro. Man, he's nice like, to me, bro. Like, damn, you know he got he got an arm. Just if he could not get sacked so goddamn much, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of not even on the line. It's just him sometimes. It, exactly. You know, but. Yeah, I like this commander's team, bro. I like this commander's team, but I do feel like the Vikings, obviously the Vikings would make it if it was here today, but I just, I, I want to see more from Dobbs, bro. He's jumped yeah, around, he's played everywhere, and now he's catching fire. Maybe this is the right this is the right time, but let's Key see. Key for me, man, Justin Jefferson coming back. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. It's a key and- thing. That 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 Brian Flores defense, bro. It's either cover zero or cut or drop eight. Like yeah. I've never seen a defense, bro. That's like we are gonna light you the fuck up, or we are gonna just play way off. Like yeah. 
that type of variance, man, it really messes up timing of quarterbacks. And I think they're starting to see themselves find that identity. Really liking what I'm seeing from Josh Metellus over there. Mm. Ivan Pace, my guy, their undrafted linebacker. He's he's coming in nicely. And Daniil Hunter just being able to flash in, in this yeah. system. Yeah. 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 I'm liking over there in, in the Vikings. Big shout out, Justin Nomi. I see you guys, uh, Cameron Howland. Uh, and uh, and my guy Tim O'Malley, O'Malley's gym. Yeah, the Vikings fans out there listening. Uh, Shout out yeah. my cousin, my cousin Jerry, man. Big time Viking fan, man. Big time Viking fan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, shout out to him. I know he. Matter of fact, he's he's trying to go to the Vikings and the Raiders game. So okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to help him out with that because I know a guy with the season tickets and all that. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Shout out to him and all the other. Oh, Mark too. My my boy Mark, Mark Stokes, man. Shout out to him, man. You know he's a big time Viking fan as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, everyone seems to know Viking fans. Always interesting. Everyone seems to know a few Viking fans. Always, oh yeah, always. for mm-hmm. the most part, I know fans for just about every team. To be honest with you, just about. I don't know a Browns fan. Oh my my uncle, I be tagging yeah. him on the yeah my, <laughs> okay, my yeah okay, my okay. uncle yeah yeah That's what's man up. my uncle Steven, man he he probably be he'll probably be tuning in. He normally tune in a little bit late because he live in Hawaii, so the timing and all of that. So sure. Tunes in a little bit late, and then he flies and all that, all that. But yeah, big time Browns fan. Big That's time, what's up. Big time Browns fan. My granddad, actually, a little bit story behind, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit of my life and whatnot. My dad's dad was a big time Browns fan. So yeah. Okay. You know, he he from Ohio? Is that how they got? The, yeah, he's from just... Ohio. Yeah, 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 man. So okay. You know, that That's East cool. Coast, they got the you know their Steeler fans and then Brown fans and all of that. You know. So okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. I like. I like that. I, I, there used to be a dude that I used to play Madden with when I worked graveyard. Uh, he was from Cuba. His name was Brandon, uh, and he was a Browns fan. And he was just like he he liked football, and he watched uh, one of the games. I want to say was it a like a late season game? There was. Do you remember Kelly Holcomb for like a short pinch? Kelly Holcomb was a quarterback for the Browns when Dennis Northcutt was a receiver for them, and Kelly Holcomb. I want to say he diced up the Steelers for like 470. And he's like, oh, wow, this dude Kelly Holcomb's good. And people are like telling him, like, he's a, he's a nobody. Who's Kelly Holcomb? And he's sitting in a bar somewhere just watching him, like, are y'all not seeing what I'm like? And you, you look this, I remember this game. I remember this game. Kelly Holcomb was dicing up. I can't remember who it was, but Kelly Holcomb was just killing people. Yeah. And in this one particular game, and this one dude's like, wow, that, that's my team. No one's really noticing how good this dude is playing right now. Right. And ever right. since then, he's stuck with it. Yeah. That's so, that's big, what's up, man. Yeah. Big, big that's where it starts. it starts. It starts when you're young, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts when you're young. So mm-hmm. I can go on and on, man. My dad tried to make me a Steeler fan. My uncle, not my uncle, my granddad tried to make me a Browns fan. Yeah, it was it was crazy, man. That's, yeah, that's that's how it is, man. You, you either you either you know drink the Kool Aid or make your own, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you <laughs> know, I was actually when they, I mean, they're from the East Coast, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm from California, so you know, me and my brothers, we just, you know, just gravitated towards that silver and black. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of the silver and black, we will move to the AFC playoff picture, as we have previously said at the start, Kansas City. 1C, 2C, wherever it is, they're going to be right there. Let's move over to the other division, get the division winners first before we move to the wild cards for this particular conference. 
And go ahead and take it. Let's just look at the AFC East. Look at the AFC East. Who you got coming out of that one? I got the Dolphins. Miami, me too. Yeah. Put them down both ways. Big game. Raiders play the Dolphins this week. I think the Raiders cover the spread in that one. But I think this is where the Antonio Brown or Antonio Pierce, I mean, Magic kind of runs out just a little bit. Be competitive. Won't get routed. But, you know, sometimes you just don't got the horses. Don't got exactly. Don't got the talent. Yeah, that's just where I'm expecting it. But team going to play hard. Team going to still battle. Mm. That's that's what Antonio's bringing. That's why I love him. He's right there in charge right now. Uh, we'll move to the AFC South, the young QB division right over there. I know who you want to pick, but is that who you're going to pick? How's that? To win the division? Yeah. No, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a stick with uh... – I low key do want to pick the Texans. Yeah, like there's a lot to like with that team, man. CJ Stroud is that dude. Yeah, you know, um, and, and and the Jags. There's like things to not like, but I mean, you just there's things also to not deny from them as well. I'm gonna go with the Jaguars because of the coaching experience with Doug Peterson. I think and Peterson taking coaching, uh, but play calling duties back. Yeah, I think. That makes just a little bit different. But I'm I'm be honest, bro. If the Texans take that, I ain't look, man. I don't got no horse in the race, but I do like CJ Stroud a lot. We liked him coming out. You know, we big fans of the uh the Miko Ryans. Just like what they're doing, bro. But the yeah. Jaguars to me, you can't just, you know, they're not about to roll over. So uh and the head coach is very experienced and he knows what it's like to win at a high level. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have the Jaguars still winning that division. Him stepping in right now, I think is big. I think a big part of what's been lacking for that offense is really getting Calvin Ridley going mm-hmm. and finding yeah. ways to get him going rather than just saying, hey, Calvin, go win yeah. type of things right now. Yeah. If you look across the scope of the NFL and you look at, like, the Dolphins and how they use Tyree Kill, Mike McDaniel is not saying, Tyree Kill, just go run a route. He's putting him in that short motion, lining him up at tight end and zipping him out. He's putting him all over the right. field and all these different things to make it easier. Philly's even doing that with Jalen Hurt or with with uh with Jalen Hurts thrown to AJ Brown. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just this is how you you give your quarterback layups. You know what I mean? And you give your your star wide receiver opportunities to to maximize him. And I think with with Doug Peterson being able to take over those things, that's what we're going to start to see. Because we're in the same part of the season, the same juncture where last year Trevor Lawrence really started to blossom. That's this is kind of that same time frame, and so I think we're going to start to see that sort of take place now to allow the Jags to still take take the top spot in that division. So, rounding out this AFC division winner spot, we finish at the finish at least the division winner part on what you earlier said, and I agree, the best division in football, this AFC North. Who's got that spot? Division winner? Right. Division winner for the North. Ravens. Baltimore. Me too. Yeah. Me too. They all got questions. They all got, you know, the Ravens chemistry with the with the quarterback and the wide receivers, although Dale went off today. I, he went off. This is, yeah, the, 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 the pass catcher core looked good tonight. It looked really good tonight, you know. Uh, but you want to see it on a consistent basis. You want to make sure Lamar's not turning over football. You know, a little stuff like that. But they, but this, you know, we talked about Steelers and Browns enough. So they all have their issues. And then Joe Burrow being gone, at least probably going to at least miss next week. 
Uh, that hurt. That hurts his team, bro. They got it. They started off slow, then they got hot. Now he's hurt. The AFC's already tough. The division is the best in football. The division that they're in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't got them at all. So yeah, Ravens. Ravens. Okay. We then move to the wild cards. Who we have coming in next in fifth place, first wild card team in. Let's go ahead and put it that way. Who you got? You mean the Steelers, man? Steelers. They are fifth right now. Currently. I didn't like the way you said that, bro. I mean, <laughs> I know you. I know you're tired of. T- <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Steelers, man. Pittsburgh, Steelers. man. Like, is is it just the Tomlin factor? I mean, we it's previewed the them earlier. It's the Tomlin factor. All they do is win. They just gonna keep doing that. I, I look, bro. They just keep winning. They keep winning. They, and they, you know, <laughs> they just know how to win. You know how to win. I, I and maybe Kenny Pickett gets something going, bro. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe he gets something going, bro. Maybe somehow this running game continues to be strong, and by the I don't know next couple weeks, you know, maybe Kenny Pickett, you know, mm-hmm. he he starts yeah. doing some good things. Yeah, and I'm not like for everybody listening again. Not gonna hold it to the numbers. Just who's in is the seven, whatever it is. Oh, okay. So the Steelers, the Steelers finished seventh. Nah, they still made the playoffs. They made the playoffs. Right, 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 right. Man, I'm gonna. I gotta. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't keep this team out. I just can't do it, man. I can't keep them out. I'm gonna put the Bills, man. I can't keep them out. I just. I can't. Are they gonna be the first in again? Like that's why I had to preface it like that. I cannot watch, like, yes, there's all these things the Bills do wrong. And we had mentioned how they had fired Ken Dorsey as their offensive coordinator. They scapegoated him. He's not the only guy to blame. Sure, he deserves some. And I, I think things can be rectified. The turnovers can, can they're not, I don't expect the turnovers to continue to be as rampant as they are. I think that they can do some self scouting and maybe run the ball a little bit more in certain situations, not, you know, become a run first team and pound the rock and get 40 runs a game. No, but just in certain situations, play situational ball, play complimentary football, and also get more big play opportunities. I think that's on the table for this team. The injuries will be hard for them to overcome. I don't expect them to win a playoff game. I'm not predicting that, but I think they will be there. I think they will be there. I just, I'm not ready to let go of them being there. That's me. That's me. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. Move to the next wild card. Who do you have? I do want to give up on the Bills. But I'm going to put them in, man. I'm going to put oh. the Bills in. You know, it's crazy that, you know, we're talking this way. About right, them. I know. This is how much they really falling off. And, you know, I think it's scarier than what you're saying with turnovers. First of all, I don't think it's going to change. Turnovers with Josh Allen has been a problem over the last few years. So that turnover thing may continue to still be an issue, regardless of who's calling the plays. We'll see what Joe Brady can do. But, you know, until they really establish a consistent run game. I thought they did that when I was talking weeks ago. You know, and and now they're back to doing the same thing, just putting too much on Josh Allen's plate. But we'll get into that another time. But I'm gonna have the Bills still in it. But I'm not. I'm just not. I'm not confident at all, man. Especially him and Diggs. Now you know his brother is tweeting and 
get him out of there, he said. <laughs> and you know, you know it ain't just coming off. He ain't just waking up saying that. No. He it's know, coming get, from it's coming from his brother. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it, and I get I get internal saying that. It's internal stuff becoming an issue within this team. It's not mm-hmm. just the turnovers. It's becoming now you fired the offensive coordinator. Sean McDermott is now being in question. You know, uh, 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 now digs and it's just so many different things going on within this team. It's it's bigger than turnovers. That's why they mess around and not make it. But I'm a, I'm gonna have them in because they're too talented. They still have right. talent on that team, and they're not. It's not like you know they're they're you know the record is terrible. They're still in. They're still in the mix, yeah. And they got a tough stretch coming up. They got a tough stretch coming up. That's the thing right now. So we'll see if they can go ahead and right the ship. But yeah, it's gonna be tough. Like you said right there. Too talented. Too talented. Let's move to the uh the the next team that we got in the, that my sixth team. My sixth team that I got. I'm up the Texans in right now. I just I gotta I gotta get them out of the way. I gotta put them there right now. Too much to like with this squad. Doing a lot right over there. They got the coach. They got the young QB. I'm gonna go ahead and put the Texans in there. Would you agree? I yeah, I got the Texans, bro. I got the Texans. Too much we like from them, man. And and you know, it's just too much, bro. They're clicking. They're clicking right now, man. CJ Stroud is balling. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 playing well. So for me, that just leaves. Do I either got the Chargers making a move? Do I got the Browns winning, or do I got the Steelers doing it? And the one thing out of all those teams that I trust the most, it's got to be Mike Tomlin. How did we get here? Like, I sound, I sound like, it's not like, what was I, Whitney Houston? How did you get here? Like, you're not supposed to be here. I doubted Mike Tomlin for the last time. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to stop. Yeah. But yeah, that's just where I got it. You be doubting the great, man. You be doubting. I I did it twice. I I didn't do it this previous season preview. I didn't do it. I was like, I learned my lesson and I'm not about to do it again. I just, because there's too much questions for that offense right there in Cleveland. I I don't, you know, Joe Burrow's injury. Otherwise, if Joe Burrow was healthy, I would honestly put the Bengals right there because I feel confident. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would too. I would feel confident enough about that unit, but that's not the world we're living in right now. And seeing what we just saw coming off this Thursday night game where he was une- unable to even throw the ball on the side. Throw the ball, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You know how frustrated just, he was too. So. Super frustrated. Super because he yeah. just got over that calf injury, that type of thing. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to put the Steelers. Uh, thus, we have the same. AFC picture with the teams that are in it. The only area that we differ in the NFC is the the Vikings and the Commanders. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. This playoffs are, are coming down to the wire. Everybody's going to be paying attention to that. Uh, we will be back with our uh, preview. Not preview. We'll be back with our recap, our what's going on, our ICU, as well as a preview for that show yes. for the Monday night game. As we keep saying, this will be the first time we've got to a preview on the recap and the reaction show. But this matchup is going to definitely warrant that. And then we'll be, we will be back with the slate of previews for that Thanksgiving slate. And then sometime coming after that, we're going to have our mid-ish season awards. It's just, you know, the way the schedule all works out with the extra game and all that sort of thing. It's, it's taking us a little bit of time to get to that. But we will have it here for you on the Cover Zero podcast. Appreciate y'all listening.